Welcome to Judge Me Not, a safe place to have real conversations with real-ass people. Hey, y'all. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Judge Me Not podcast. I'm your pretty cool host, MVD. At least I think so myself. Y'all know what it is. Same introduction, different week. How are you doing? I don't feel like I've checked in with y'all in a while. Forgive me. How are you doing? Seriously, how's life? How's your energy? How close are you to reaching the goals that you set in the beginning of the year? Who's checked on you and told you how you appreciate it? Be mindful of that and move accordingly. You know my saying, if you have time to listen to a podcast, then baby life just can't be that bad. So school is about to come back around for me and my household. I've been working overtime nonstop. I work from home, but I've been going in the office. Um, I'm on physical therapy, like, and I'm super bummed about that, but we're not even going to talk about that. But everybody knows if you follow me on social media, I've been like on this health kick. I am trying to grow me some glutes (laughs) and reduce my stomach and I was doing really really good but it has triggered some old injuries and I have to slow down before I can start back to the average person that wouldn't be um a big deal to me and my addictive personality it is like the end of the world and either I need to go all in or not at all so I am like really struggling we still being active and not feeling defeated, but I'm doing it, you know. The people who have me on the Apple like fitness thing, they know I've been committing it. But if y'all don't have me on the Apple Fitness, find me somewhere. Facebook, MVD, TikTok, MVD, Instagram, still underscore MVD. Find me, drop your um iFitness information join me. I'm like the annoying motivator that you don't know that will respond when you close your rings. Yes, that is me. But anyways, let me not get distracted. What's up? So as I kind of listed what is going on with my life, it just has me at a constant state of anxiety. I'm always anxious. Like I'm always talking a hundred miles an hour, unless I'm under the influence. If like, I just don't know how to sit still and even when I'm sitting still my mind is still processing so like I never sleep unless I take my insomnia medicine and it's like non-stop I think about the past I think about the future I think about what needs to be done I think about goals that I need to reach the steps that I need to do besides that I think about business plans that I don't even have the money to do. So I'm up researching shit at three o'clock in the morning, writing down business plans. Like my close friends know if you have any business ideas or you need any information in regards to anything that has to do with research, oh, give it to me. Give me 72 hours. I will not only give it back to you, but I will put it in a document with hyperlinks and steps on what to do to get to it. because I don't sleep but I'm trying to get better and maintain balance um and keeping a pretty full schedule so I'm like exhausted at night Mm. sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't 
But today I caught myself um, soaking, basically. And I'm really not big on pity parties anymore. Notice I say anymore. I have no time for it. It is not a way to be conducive of wasted energy basically it's wasted energy so I try to check myself um and refocus myself or even speak out loud if I have a negative thought and my kids will be like "Uh uh-uh we're not doing it right so in in exchange I'm also teaching them mindfulness and to check themselves when you feel like you're being negative or you're just soaking on things that have happened like the old people say you can't cry over spilled milk right so in the process of that I'm like you know giving myself my pet talk and I'm like bitch you literally have prayed for everything that you have right now yet it is not enough all of a sudden why is that and the areas that I have not grown either I'm not ready for the growth or I'm purposely sitting still so whose fault is that right you know this is what I do I have conversations with myself which really like kind of humbled me and I had to ask for forgiveness like Lord please forgive me because you have blessed me with the things that I have once prayed for and I'm being selfish and not being grateful for what I now have it's just all of a sudden not enough which made me like I went in and I went on Facebook I ain't make no video today but I did go on Facebook and I was like don't overlook what you have prayed for by focusing on what's to come and that is something that I understood with the practice of yoga um and then researching mindfulness and just the spiritual aspect of yoga because it's not just a physical benefit but it's a very much so a spiritual benefit as well mindfulness is basically the ability to sit still and focus on the present moment to know what is happening in the now and to just be present in this moment to give thanks in this moment um usually it's paired with breath work you can refocus yourself by breathing breathing in and breathing out like literally will calm your heart rate and it'll remove any anxiety, any sense of anger, um, or whatever high intensity emotion you're currently dealing with. Trust me, this is not a practice that's taught in black households at all. <laughs> if you were raised in an environment like me, high or low emotion was something that was common. There wasn't a pause in between before expressing oneself or as a child there really wasn't any room for you to express yourself it's my way or no way right so it's easy to pick up that um and carry it on in your own life as an adult so i'm not even gonna say in black households i'm gonna say majority of households probably don't practice mindfulness that's what i'm gonna say at least majority of the people that i'm around mindfulness just wasn't a a practice skill so therefore it definitely wasn't taught coming from somebody who is so impatient is it impatient or impatient impatient whatever y'all know what I mean I'm impatient I have anger issues 
I'm bipolar than a motherfucker. <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get. And I'm Aquarius, right? So it's just like, Lord bless the people that love me. Um, I can easily snap. I can read a work email and the person may not even mean it a certain way. But in my mind, how I read it to myself in my brain, oh, you got me fucked up. And I will be so overwhelmed and anxious with needing to respond, but also fearful and watching how I respond. So I won't be um, reprimanded. And it's just like, girl, calm down. Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Back up. I'm going to need you to breathe in 10 times, clear your thoughts, and give thanks, right? So that is a practice that I have started to implement by doing yoga. Um, I was introduced to yoga about three years ago um, during a car accident. I was like a cardio head then. And I wasn't able to run, so my plastic surgeon was like, try yoga. So it was something that I tried. And of course, I am a nerd, so I wanted to research the benefits of yoga and just the spiritual aspect of it. So pairing yoga with mindfulness was not necessarily pairing it. If you are really doing yoga the right way, um it should be paired with mindfulness that's why i see people doing like the goat yoga and things like that in my mind it kind of defeats the purpose because you're distracted by the goat and all that other things but to each his own but it's been something that i've been doing over the years and it's been something that i have been incorporating with my parenting even though my kids be testing my gangster and sometimes I ain't got time to go to mindfulness because soft parenting ain't what they need um (laughs) but it does work it really really does work so if you feel like you are full of anxiety or you have anger issues or you just find yourself overthinking and you get sidetracked to what you're supposed to be doing, practice mindfulness and do it for, start for 24 hours. Start for 24 hours. Every hour, set an alarm. And when this alarm goes off, literally sit still for 10 seconds. That's it. In those 10 seconds, well, maybe 30 seconds. In those 30 seconds, count 10 breaths inhale exhale not doing this while on your phone not doing this while in a conversation just stop what you're doing for 30 seconds focus on your breath close your eyes breathe in breathe out draw all your attention to your breath for a whole day set your alarm every hour and watch how it reprograms you and rechecks you right It is a game changer for me. Since I've been practicing mindfulness, I have noticed how American culture is just nonstop. And we are not only on autopilot, but we are bots and we operate at a elevated pace. Everything is fast paced, fast food, fast fashion, fast news, fast diets, fast trends, 
everything has to be fast. And if it's not, then we don't know how to operate. My grandmother told me years ago that the reason why our generation no longer sees longevity in relationships or marriage because we feel like everything should be microwavable and we want it to happen overnight. When you understand patience and you remind yourself while you're with that person and understand it's not going to be good, but you commit to maintain and stay, that's how the longevity comes. It took me years to understand what she meant. And oh my God, she ain't lying. The older generation is so wise and they shun us on a lot of our things because they come from a slower paced society and it allowed them to focus on the things that were very important to them family finances religion right um although those may not be your key things in life it works from them for them and most of them have homesteads most of them have land most of them were able to raise a large um, family on not only a fixed income, but with no government assistance. And they had longevity in marriage. Of course, they all have their um, shortcomings and stigmas and things like that. But we cannot deny the fact that there has been a major shift because we are now always chasing something. So that's why I be logging out of social media. Y'all know I've done another episode. If you know me in real life, baby, I will drop off the grid because it just becomes too much for me. And if I find myself scrolling on the T pages, becoming overwhelmed with someone else's downfall or picking at myself in regards to how I feel what I'm not doing, how much more I should travel, why I'm not going to this club. And I'm just picking at myself and my choices on how I live my life or what's best for me based out of a decision or a lifestyle change that has come from a clear mind frame while practicing mindfulness. When I'm caught up in the world of social media, then I'm often detached from my mindfulness and I feel like I need to put it in high gear, right? I'm all for gold goals. We all know that. Baby, if I'm not the queen of passive income and hustling, <laughs> I may not do it consistently. But I can hustle up some money. You understand what I'm saying? In a passive way. So I understand and I really agree with setting a goal, knocking it down. You can't get ahead in life if you're not setting goals and knocking it down. If you don't have a safety net, it is up to you to set these goals and knock them down. However, you cannot get caught up in the one-way track of goals that you overlook the goodness that comes with life, that you are not benefiting from the fruit of your labor, right? Um, Most of the people who have tapped into success or a consistency of well-being, whether that's better finances, stable living arrangements, whatever it is, better than what it once was, it's easy to be in high gear because you have a fear of going back to where you came from, right? So it's always, I got to make sure I do this. I got to make sure I do that. Let me make sure I do this. It's just, 
you're in a constant high gear to make shit shake because you know what rock bottom feels like. This often leads to overthinking, anxiety, or a sense of overwhelming. A lot of people suffer from anxiety and they don't know it. So instead of saying I have anxiety, they just know they feel overwhelmed and anxious and their brain is constantly going, but they don't even know what it is. So what do they do? They overindulge in things to try to calm themselves down, such as alcohol, hitting up the club. You don't even want to be around these people, bruh. But you done had a bad day. You feeling overwhelmed. You can't vent to your family. You might not have a real healthy relationship or you might be, you know, single. You hitting up the club because you need to put some liquor in your system just to calm yourself down and feel loose as a goose. Drugs. A lot of people pop pills just to relax, to forget about what they're currently dealing with. Smoking marijuana. I ain't gonna say if I support it or not. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) But I'm saying it's nothing wrong with it. But if you're doing it to avoid the bigger issue of why are my thoughts going 100 miles an hour? Why do I have this sense that I need to be on go? And in order for you to calm yourself down, you have to have a substance within you, then baby, you probably got anxiety. And if you have anxiety, then you probably need to figure out why you have anxiety, which probably comes from the the fear of failure, the lack of having a support system. You know what I'm saying? High expectations, pressure set on you by a spouse, by a family member, by yourself. These are things that can lead to anxiety. You deal with the underlying issue. You'll know what your triggers are. When you find out what your triggers are, you'll know how to assess them outside of having the outside substance within you. Mindfulness. <laughs> if you know what triggers your anxiety or overwhelm sense of thoughts, then you will be able to catch yourself, check yourself, and refocus. Bias always being on a hundred miles an hour, like I did in the Facebook post. Baby, you'll overlook that you really pray for what you got. If you've been at the rock bottom, then whatever you currently have now, at one point in your life, you prayed hard to get it. So now that you have it, I'm not saying just hit your plateau, sit still, throw in the towel and give up. I'm saying don't forget to be grateful in the moments in between your march forward. You have to be grateful. You have to give thanks. You cannot just be on go, on go, on go, on go, and then feel like you're never going to have a burnout or constantly meeting a goal, feeling like it's not enough, and then just running on forward. You're going to run until you're dead, baby. And then when you're dead, you've achieved all these goals and whatnot. But what did you really accomplish in life? Did you really enjoy life? Did you really have meaningful encounters? Did you really build meaningful relationships? Did you knock off the shit on your bucket list? Like, what did you do with your life? It happens all the time. Practicing mindfulness is so important. If you have Apple, you do have mindfulness in um, one of your settings. It will set an alarm. If you have the watch, it will 
vibrate when it's time for your mindfulness. You can set it as often you want it throughout the day, how long you want it throughout the day. And it will also pulsate to give you a physical reminder of your inhale and exhale and just to slow you down and focus you. If you don't have Apple, I'm not sure what Android got, but I'm pretty sure Android got something. Set alarm, right? But like I said, we often don't even understand that we're going 100 miles an hour or moving so fast we're not recognizing it. So we fill ourselves up with voids in order to slow ourselves down, which, as I said, it could be um, a foreign substance such as alcohol, drugs, marijuana. I don't consider marijuana a drug, so whatever. Or it could be toxic relationships that bring you a sense of comfort or supply good sexual needs that still make you feel not only comforted, but relaxed. That could help you get some sleep. So these are voids. And we don't talk about how we get in fucked up situations, such as making bad choices because we was drunk making bad choices because we were under the influence, getting caught up in the judicial system because we were drunk or under the influence, procreating with people we don't know or we don't like because we were drunk under the influence or running away from our issues to find comfort. These get us in fucked up situations. We only want to talk about the fucked up situations and not the underlying causes that leads to us making these choices and finding ourselves in fucked up situations. It all comes back from digging deep and addressing the issue. Putting these foreign substances or using voids often lead to addictions and addictions are really just an attempt to cover up suffering. That's all it is. That's it. Right? So, what really blew my mind, as I said, I'm a nerd. If I'm not reading, I'm watching documentaries. If I'm on TikTok, I'm watching documentaries like snippets or I'm watching TikToks from other cultures because they're not talking about what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, they may be doing the dances and stuff like that. But if you get on Hindu TikTok, Buddha TikTok, um, Muslim TikTok, like type in those hashtags and look at what they're posting and the content that they're posting or even type in another country and then put can connect Canadian TikTok. The volume of their content is so different than what we are posting and doing in America, right? We are so sidetracked with things that have no value that it's ridiculous, which again is why I will log out get off the grid. I advise fasting physically and spiritually. Log off sometimes, y'all. Really step back and tap back into reality. You can say you're not addicted to social media, but it is now just a habit for us. And it really affects our perspective on reality. It just does. Log out or shift what you're seeing. Start looking in different cultures and see the content that they're posting. It will really make you start to question what we're feeding our mind or on a bigger stage. Why do they want us to poison our mind in such a manner? 
Why do they want us on 100 miles an hour running to God knows where? We're not paying attention to the important shit that's going on. (laughs) It's not funny, but it is so serious. If we broke out in a war right now, someone evaded us and they got boots on the ground, baby, all of us would be surprised. And there will be a small percentage that is not distracted or running a hundred miles an hour that was going to be a hundred percent compared I mean prepared because baby they've been reading the signs and they've been aware of what's really going on there have been so many laws passed and since 2022 that have a negative impact on a lot of minority cultures women as a whole education there has been several countries that have closed their borders due to COVID. now the COVID is open they have not opened our borders um to america the u.s dollar has decreased significantly our debt has increased significantly these are things that no one is talking about because it doesn't matter because we're so distracted and running 100 miles an hour with no destination that these things don't matter. But when the shit hit the fan, oh, you gonna wish. <laughs> you would have been paying attention because you're going to be caught off guard. And I'm not even a conspiracy theorist. I'm not even one of those people that are going to overwhelm you with something that is still gonna heighten your anxiety and it may happen, it may not happen. I'm saying... Do your research. It's happening right now. Laws are being passed. Food shortages are happening. Do your research for yourself, right? But what I have noticed in me doing yoga and practicing mindfulness, um, I'm reading a book called No Mud, No Lotus. I believe that's what it's called. Don't quote me. But it is basically around the beauty and suffering and how practicing mindfulness will slow you down and allow you the ability to dig deep into the root of your suffering to understand its purpose. And as you understand the purpose in your suffering, you will grow a greater understanding for life in general and your relationships. Great book, easy read, super short. I advise you to check it out. But anyways, it goes on to um, talk about the importance for mindfulness and why it is important to practice this to avoid living a life of unhealed trauma and misconnections. Then it made me go on and do a little research like, dang, I wonder, like, who else practices this? So Buddhists, once they live, like, um, I don't know the proper term. I'm going to say monastery. I know that's not right to the Buddhist um, religion, but you know what I mean. The area where they all live to become monks, they have a bell, and this bell will go off throughout the day and this bell reminds them to stop what they're doing and in that moment to practice mindfulness to focus on their breath to give their praise what they're thankful for and it awakes the inner buddha in you right 
Muslim culture uses prayer. Whatever they're doing, when it is time for them to pray, wherever they are, they are obedient. They will stop what they're doing and they will practice mindfulness, give thanks and come center in the moment. Right. I live next to a mosque. I often be wondering. What type of professions do these people have? Because it could be in the middle of the day and it will be cars wrapped around the mosque to go and pray or it could be a religious celebration and it could be midday it could be one in the morning it could be at the random time when I tell you not only are both of their parking lots full there are cars around the block that's just how important their relationship with their God is and how important it is for them to be mindful throughout their day to give thanks for what they have, where they are, and to refocus from whatever they're dealing with, whatever stress it is, to just refocus themselves, check themselves, and get back grateful. The Mormon people, right? I'm from the country and I know there's Mormons in the community where I live, but I have not discovered where exactly it is. I just know, baby, they will pop out on Saturdays on the corner selling pickle jams and on their little buggies. And they had a store where they had some really amazing furniture, but I couldn't tell you where they lived, right? Mormons do not practice English ways because they feel like technology distracts them from God. Even taking pictures distracts them for God because only a vain person wants to see themselves immortalized. 110% agree. At one point, I did not, and I thought it was weird. Um, Now, in my 30s, been a millennial just to see how much technology has progressed and to have no idea what the future holds for my children I can see how it is escalated and I can see where it's going you can only go so high before you have to come down and when I say technology has completely distracted us and completely taken our attention off from the important things and from us just being present in the moment they're on to something. They've been on to something. They are on to something, right? I'm just saying they're on to something. They predicted this years ago and it is coming to pass and they are still steadfast in practicing not being of the world. Um, and I'm assuming it has to be peaceful, man. I mean, it just has to be peaceful. When I, The older I get and the more I tap into spirituality, the more my goals are changing. So when, like I said, I caught myself getting distracted, like I need to do this, this, this. I need to, girl, shut up, shut up, shut up. If I haven't met the goal, it's because I do not possess the skills or the mental maturity or the spiritual maturity to appreciate it or to not waste it. That's one. Two, if I haven't reached the goal, it's probably because I'm self-sabotaging it. So I got more work to do. Um, 
So I need to still shut up <laughs> and redirect my thoughts to what I have at one point in my life is what I prayed for. As long as I am doing the steps to become a better person and to meet my goals, I cannot be too hard on myself that I overlook the beauty in today's gift, which is ironically the present, right? That's so corny, but it just makes so much sense. So with that being said, practice mindfulness, start off 24 hours, set a timer to go off every hour. Every hour, take at least 30 seconds to a minute, two minutes, just solely detach from everything, practice on your breathing, focus on your breathing, your inhaling, your exhaling, give thanks for the things that you have, even things that you may overlook, being able to have an able body, me being on physical therapy, although I'm complaining, I am grateful that I was able to walk away from my car accident with all of my limbs still functioning, still breathing. Those are things that I have to remind myself to be grateful for. Practice mindfulness. It will change your life. Give yourself grace. Look back. Realize how far you have come, even if it doesn't feel like it's that far. Remember the moment that what you currently have was a goal in your past that you prayed to meet. That's it. That's all. That's my time. Bye, y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in again to another episode of the Judge Me Not Podcast. If you want to keep up with your girl, you can always find me on Facebook and Instagram at NVD. That's E-N-V-I-I-D-E-E. Bye.